Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hardcore Travelcast. Your host of the Hardcore Travelcast has been fired from the Blitz Radio in Columbus, Ohio, banned from comedy clubs all over the globe, and the only person ever to be kicked out of Alcoholics Anonymous. Please welcome your host, Dipshit, Jason, Jake, Anarino. And don't forget to smoke marijuana. Our sponsor for today's episode, THC. Word up, yo. It's the Hardcore Travel Cast. You made it. You did it. You're here. I'm proud of you. Thanks for tuning in. I'd uh, like to welcome all the new listeners. Uh, I know there's a lot of new listeners uh, lately. That's pretty cool. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm checking out uh, a book here that my friend wrote, Rob Durham's uh, Don't Wear Shorts on Stage, The Stand-Up Guide to Comedy. It's a good book. I wish I had this when I was starting off. I'm I'm a veteran of comedy. I do comedy for a living. I do stand-up for a living. That's how I make my money, among other things. But uh, I'm going down to Tampa to headline the improv next week. I mean, that's an A room. The, the top-notch, creme de la creme, best rooms in the countries, uh, 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 in this country are the improvs. That's what I'm trying to say. But my mouth isn't working properly, so. But uh, they're just the best. I mean, comics, pretty much any comic is dying to play the improvs. And if they tell you they're not, they're fucking jerking you off he talks in his book about uh, preparing going to open mics building your act you know different situations Um, gives you a heads up about what it's like to be an MC duties of an MC what life is like as an MC promoting yourself how to transition into a feature act. He talks about one-nighters, different types of gigs. Gives you advice on uh, how to survive financially as a comic, which can be tricky if you're uh, a half-assed comic. Talks about selling merch, problems on the road. I mean, it's a good book. I would recommend it if you're... I mean, it's not for headliners. I mean... This is the thing. I think, I, I think maybe that's why people got pissed off. If you're like a headliner and you're already paying the bills, you, of course you don't need that book. But maybe there's a guy out there who's pretty funny guy. He's not sure if being a comic is, is for him or not. He doesn't know what life is like as a comedian. He's wondering. You know, maybe he's in college and he's thinking about doing something else, but comedy's in the back of his head. That's who this book's for. I pretty much any open micer should buy this book. I recommend the book Rob Durham, D U R H A M. Don't wear shorts on stage, the stand up guide to comedy. And yeah, you shouldn't wear shorts on stage. If you do, you look like a tool bag. And if you don't know that, then you definitely need to read this book. That's the beauty of the the title is if you didn't know this shit, you need to buy the, this book. It's genius. It's genius. No wonder uh, haters hate, because uh, it's good. 
Haters hate good shit. It's funny. They just hate good shit. And uh, don't wear shorts on stage is good shit. He's got a website too. I believe it's robdurhamcomedy.com. You should check that out. Good dude. Moving on. Uh, did I mention I'm playing the Tampa Improv? If you live in Tampa and you don't have tickets to my show, I believe it's on the 13th. I don't know. You'll have to check the schedule. I'm not really sure because I, I'm not... Uh, I'm lazy. And I don't give a shit. I'll get there. But if you miss my show, man, or if, if you're uh, checking me out because you looked at the Improv Comedy Club schedule and you saw my name and this podcast somehow came up, well, uh, you definitely need to buy tickets. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a bad motherfucker. I am a bad motherfucker. You don't want to miss me. And you should just go because it's the improv. It's a great club. They got food. You don't need anything else. They got alcohol. It's comfortable. Nice place. It's big. They got a balcony. It's beautiful. Beautiful room. One of my favorite rooms in the country, actually, the improv in Tampa. My friend Bob Joyce runs that room. Hat tip to Bob Joyce. What a guy. Always having me down there. Treats me great. I love that place. So come on down. And I think it's the night before Valentine's Day I'm going to be there. You know? So that's perfect. Take your wife out Valentine's Day. And the night before, take your mistress out to the comedy show. Got it all worked out for you. And maybe you can't, maybe you got to work Valentine's Day and you got to take your, your girl or your wife or your mistress or whatever out the night before. That's fine. Come on out to the show. What could be more romantic than watching me on stage talking about my dick? I don't think there, I, I can't name a lot of things more romantic than that. She'll be raring to go when you get home, man. Look out. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break, but while I'm gone, you stay here. There's, I'm not going to run a commercial. What's going to happen is uh, I'm going to play a phone call to my friend John Wilson. I was testing the microphone, and it ended up being uh, kind of a funny conversation. I wasn't going to post it but then because it's just a microphone test. But John Wilson's a pretty funny guy, and he had a funny story about something that happened to Cam in Cambodia. So let's give that a listen right now. Here we go. John Wilson, famous explorer. Hello. <laughs> Did you like when I beat your ass the other day in class? Um, you must have been dreaming because that's never happened yet. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll see you Monday. Hey, uh, you're on my podcast right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, where are you thinking about going if you go anywhere? Um, South America or Southeast Asia. You never been. Well, you've been to both places, right? Yeah. I don't know how good my uh, mic sounds. I'm I'm testing it out right now to see if like I've got you on speakerphone on my iPhone. Well, why not? Uh, you're you're pretty sick of uh, Southeast Asia, huh? Uh, I'm not sick of it, but I've spent enough time over there. I want to kind of 
check out other places too. Now, remember, uh, there was a time you were in Cambodia and you were with our our buddy Jean or Jan, however you pronounce his fucking name. Yeah. And these guys jumped out. Well, one guy jumped out and tried to rob you, right? Right. And if I get the story right, Jan was holding a beer. And he's a special forces guy from where? Switzerland or something? I think, I think it was from Switzerland, yeah. Well, he took his beer and he just, like, put it on top of the, like, um, slammed it on top of the knife, right? And then yanked the knife right. away with his beer. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty funny, <laughs> actually. And then he was. And then why was why was he pissed? Because uh, all his beer spilled out of the bottom of the uh, out of the bottom <laughs> of the can. So he wasn't mad that you almost got robbed. He was mad that he wasted a beer to save your lives. That's pretty hilarious. The guy, what the guy pretty do? Much. Run off? The guy just took off running after a couple seconds, but uh, like. I mean, I don't think the guy, I don't know if our lives were actually in danger because, I mean, the guy was pretty small and there were two of us, but. No, okay. It's still pretty funny. That is pretty funny. So. <laughs> well, shit, man. I just wanted to test this out. Um, actually, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I got to talk to John for a minute. Always good to talk to John Wilson. I wanted to read you a quote. My brother, Anthony Anarino, is a. Writer, he writes the sales blog, hugely, wildly popular blog. Lots of people check it out every day. The sales blog, you know, it sounds like the sales blog. You're you're going, what the fuck would I read the sales blog for? I'm not in sales. Well, it's not only about sales; it's about life. And he gives great life advice. And he's one of the smartest guys I know, actually. But he has a podcast that he just started, and it's called In the Arena. And I asked him, why'd you call it in the arena? And he gave me this quote. And this quote actually really hit me. It's by Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt was a bad mama jamba. He, I believe in the Battle of Puerto Rico, Theodore Roosevelt rushed a hill by himself. And to get, because the troops were scared to do it. He, he, so he started rushing it by himself. So all his troops followed. Uh, but this is one of my favorite. Uh, that's a bad dude right there. That's all I'm saying. You know? And I know my history. I just worked on a show for the History Channel. I know my shit. That was Theodore Roosevelt that rushed that hill in the Battle of Puerto Rico. It was a couple years before um, President Martin Luther King beat, beat the Vietnamese at their own game by landing on the moon. Ah, but enough history. This is the quote. I love this quote. In the Arena is the podcast. That's the name of it. Look for it. Listen to it. It's awesome. It's uh, actually, you'll get something good out of it. Here's the quote, Theodore Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly 
so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. You motherfuckers. I added that last part. He didn't say you motherfuckers, but it would have been really good if he did. Could you imagine if he was like, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. You motherfuckers. Uh, then that's standing ovation shit right there. That's standing. <gasps> Fuck yeah. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Fucking awesome. Get your blood fucking pumping. It's great. It's great. That's the quote. Exceptional, I would call it. Exceptional. The man in the arena. Be the, be the guy in the arena, man. Don't be the guy throwing eggs on the sideline, man. Be the guy in the arena. That's the guy to be. That's what I say. You people. You thought I was going to say that other word, didn't you? All right. Uh, I'm going to keep moving this along. You're not going to believe me when I tell you how talented my family is. Yeah, my brother Sam may write for Success Magazine, but my brother Mike and myself are no schlubs either. My brother Mike and I, while Sam's off doing his little cute little uh, writing for his little magazine, we wrote this little number on our guitars. I hope you like it. Eat your heart out, Anthony. On a bicycle seat Or someone kicks me with their feet Who's gonna kiss my balls when they hurt? Someone help me, I beseech I do it myself, but I can't reach Who's gonna kiss my balls when they hurt? Who's gonna kiss my balls when they hurt? Kiss my balls when they hurt Hurt so bad that I spill a little up on my shirt Myself on a bicycle seat, or someone kicks me with their feet. Who's gonna kiss my balls when they kind of song is that what kind of person comes up with an idea for a song like that my brother mike yeah we wrote that one his idea i, I helped him lock it down boom 
We're still waiting for Success Magazine to call us. I don't know why they just want one of the brothers when they could have all three. If we write ditties like that, who knows what kind of gems we could come up with for them. Probably get the whole business shut down. Shit. Get picketed. I'm just excited I'm going to Tampa. I don't know. I'll probably take off. Probably leave Columbus in a couple of days, actually. Get down there a little early. Do what I got to do. Might even go through Nashville. I don't know. I don't know. I'm open. I'm open to suggestions. I got friends listening out there. I got friends all over. Why don't you call me? Fuckers. I'll stop by. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just take a nice little drive down there. Take 75 on down. Go through, I don't know, Orlando or something. I di you know, it's funny. I make fun of Disneyland and Disney World and shit like that, but I went when I was in California. Uh, a girl took me on a date to um, Disney. She had like season, I don't know what you call them. She had passes or something. And uh, I was like, oh boy, this is going to suck. You know, it's for kids, right? Man, it was a great time. We had a blast. I mean, it was so. It was a great day. It was a great place to take a date. First of all, if you if you want to take a girl on a date and you got Disney, in your state, do it. It's a and it's funny because it gets it, it just takes people over. We were in line. Y'all see like these gangster like thugged out vatos, you know, with like tats and shit, and they're and they're all g'd up, and they have like the Mickey Mouse ears on. They're like, man, I'm, I want to go to Haunted Mansion, man. That shit is scary. And you're just like, holy shit, that dude's scared of Haunted Mansion. And he's a thug. Like, even thugs like Mickey Mouse. You can't help it. It's a cool place. What did we ride? We rode this ride, Tower of Terror. That shit was a blast. Go up in this terror, and then it drops, and you fucking drop down this thing, and you shit your pants, and you're crazy, and you're like, ah! awesome love that shit so maybe I'll stop there Epcot Center I wonder what that's like maybe I'll check out Epcot Center or SeaWorld or some shit I don't know man I kind of want to get down there right now shit what am I doing in Ohio I look out my window there's snow on the ground right now I mean lots of it it is snow city out there I don't want to be anywhere where it snows. Why do I live here? Just pretty much my family. I, I got to move out of Columbus. I, I you know, I, I got to talk my whole family into moving because, uh, you know, I don't want to come back. <laughs> it's, uh, why would you live anywhere where it snows? I get it. Like, okay, it's pretty. Nice. Okay. It was pretty. Now let's go somewhere warm. Like, I don't want to do shit when it snows. I'm on a strict, like, uh, regimen. And it's tough. When there's snow on the ground, you just want to chill out, you know? But whatever. Oh, we're pushing 20 minutes. I should probably get going. I didn't want to make this a very long broadcast. Uh, but I do have a special treat for you. Here's a special treat for you. I was at an open mic night at this college bar about a week or so ago. And this kid came in, 
and he did a great job. He read this poem, and the comics loved it. The comics gave him a standing ovation. Some of the drunks in the crowd were like, what the hell, bro? What's going on, man? But uh, I thought it was cool. It's a poem by Shel Silverstein, and I'd like to read it to you right now. If you don't know who Shel Silverstein is, I can't help you because I don't know who the fuck he is either. But I thought this poem was pretty kick-ass, and the kid did it with a great attitude. And I'm going to try to do it kind of like the kid did it. I'm not going to do it justice like he did. He did a great job, but I'll try. There once was a boy named Gimme Some Roy. He was nothing like me or you, cause laying back and getting high was all he cared to do. As a kid, he sat in the cellar, sniffing airplane glue, and then he smoked bananas, which was then one thing to do. He tried aspirin and Coca-Cola, breathed helium on the sly. His life was just one endless search to find that perfect high. But grass just made him want to lay back and eat chocolate chip pizza all night. And the great things he wrote while he was stoned looked like shit in the morning light. And speed just made him rap all day. Reds just laid him back. And cocaine rose was sweet to his nose. But the price nearly broke his back. He tried PCP and THC, but they didn't quite do the trick. And poppers nearly blew his heart and mushrooms made him sick. Acid made him see the light, but he couldn't remember it long. And hashish was just a little too weak. And smack was a lot too strong. And quaaludes made him stumble and booze just made him cry. Till he heard of a cat named Baba Fat who knew the perfect high. Now Baba Fats was a hermit cat who lived up in Nepal, high on the Kagi mountaintop, up a sheer and icy wall. But hell, says Roy, I'm a healthy boy, and I'll crawl or climb or fly. But I'll find that guru who'll give me the clue as to what is the perfect high. So out and off goes Gimme Some Roy to the land that knows no time. Up a trail no man could conquer to a cliff no man could climb. For 14 years he tries that cliff, then back down again he slides then sits and cries and climbs again, pursuing the perfect high. He's grinding his teeth, he's coughing blood, he's aching and shaking and weak, as starving and sore and bleeding and tore, he reaches that mountain peak. And his eyes blink red like a snow-blind wolf, and he snarls at the snarl of a rat, as there, in perfect repose and wearing no clothes, sits the godlike Baba Fats. What's happening, Fats, says Roy with joy. I've come to state my biz. I hear you're hip to the perfect trip. Please tell me what it is. For you can see, says Roy to he, that I'm about to die. So for my last ride, Fats, how can I achieve the perfect high? Well, dog my cat, says Boba Fats. Here's one more burned out soul who's looking for some alchemist to turn his trip to gold. But you won't find it. In no dealer's stash, or in no druggist's shelf. Son, if you would seek that perfect high, find it in yourself. 
Why, you jive motherfucker, screamed Gimme Some Roy. I've climbed through rain and sleet. I've lost three fingers off my hands and four toes off my feet. I've braved the lair of polar bear. I've tasted the maggot's kiss. Now you tell me the high is in myself. What kind of shit is this? My ears for they froze off, says Roy, and heard all kinds of crap. But I didn't climb for 14 years to listen to this sophomore rap. And I didn't crawl up here to hear that high is on the natch. So you tell me where the real stuff is or I'll kick your guru ass. Okay, okay, says Boba Fats. You're forcing it out of me. There's a land beyond the sun that's known as Zaboli. A wretched land of stone and sand where snakes and buzzards scream. And in this devil's garden blooms the mystic Zuzu tree. And every ten years it blooms one flower as white as the Key West sky. And he who eats of the Zuzu flower will know the perfect high. For the rush comes on like a tidal wave and it hits like the blazing sun. And the high, it lasts a lifetime. And the down don't never come. But the Zabali land is ruled by a giant who stands twelve cubits high. With eyes of red in his hundred heads, he waits for the passerby. And you must slay the red-eyed giant and swim the river of slime where the mucus beasts, they wait to feast on those who journey by. And if you survive the giant and the beasts that swim that slimy sea, there's a blood-drinking witch who sharpens her teeth and guards that Zuzu tree. To hell with your witches. To hell with your giants, laughs Roy. To hell with the beasts of the sea. As long as the Zuzu flower blooms, some hope still blooms for me. And with tears of joy in his snow-blind eye, Roy hands the guru a five, then back down the icy mountains he crawls, pursuing that perfect high. Well, that is that, says Baba Fats, sitting back down on his stone. Facing another thousand years of talking to God alone. It seems, Lord, says Fats, it's always the same, old men or bright-eyed youth. It's always easier to sell them some shit than it is to give them the truth. I hope you enjoyed that. I, I know I really did. I thought it was just a wonderful, wonderful poem. I thought it was funny. It was, uh, it was just, it was great. Shel Silverstein, I'm going to have to read more of his stuff, and I hope you do too, and I hope you enjoyed the show, uh, it was a short one, but it was a good one, just like my dick, so uh, don't forget Tampa, get those tickets man, come see my show Tampa, come see my show, I promise you a good time, that's all I'm saying, thanks for listening.